So the second reading is John 37 to 50, uh, chapter 7, verses 37 to 52. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he's deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Um, when we don't have water, we're thirsty. And we need water to live, don't we? Our thirst tells us that we need something to actually have life. Jesus spoke about a spiritual thirst, and when you think, what is it that makes us thirsty and in need of it, it's the fact that there's a condition within us which has to do with death. I mean, why do we grow old and die? Uh, there's a problem with our genetic makeup, isn't it? <laughs> our cells. Um, then there's other death, isn't there? There's the death that we fear that of a punishment beyond our physical death. Then there's the alienation that we feel being separated from God in ourselves. And then there's the the problem within of struggling with our sin and uh, not seeing to be able to shake it. Okay. All of us are spiritual, spiritually thirsty, actually, because just like we all need a drink of water to replenish our, ourselves and our, our cells, you know, on a biological level, but we know the refreshment of when that water pours down our throat and we think this is what I need, this satisfies, right? Well, Jesus came to deal with people's spiritual thirst. And 
he's already said, you've got to make a right judgment about me. Stop judging on appearances. Make a right judgment about me and believe. And the question is, what happens when we believe? And in the reading we've just had, Jesus answers that question. Because on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stands up and in a loud voice, he says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And then when they do so, streams of living water will flow. Did you hear what he said? I would have thought he said streams of living water will flow into them. That's not what he says. He says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And then when that happens, streams of living water will flow from them. In other words, there's something that happens when you come and place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Messiah sent from God. You get filled up from within. And that means you, you're never sort of operating uh, from a position of deep thirst. Um, you might want to know God more, but it's not like you don't know him. Um, you might have an issue in your life of sin that you need to deal with with God, confess it, but it's not like you're fearing judgment, that death beyond. Because Jesus, of course, came to remove that fear. He did it by dying on the cross and taking our sin upon himself. And so Jesus comes and he says, when you believe in me, streams of living water will flow from within you. Now, this is wonderful, wonderful imagery, isn't it? So we think, what, what does he mean? Streams of living water will flow from inside of you. Oh, let's use the green sheet. Might be more appropriate. You'll see why in a sec. Um, John says that Jesus was talking about the spirit. Now, let's just think about this. Spirit and streams of living water. Where do we see these rivers, these rivers of life in the Bible? Well, of course, you've got, do you remember where it starts? The Garden of Eden, yes. And there's a, oh, how do we draw Eden very quickly? Here's a tree, <laughs> you know. And uh, there's a, presumably there's a pool because the, the river flows from there. It originates there and this river flows out and it separates into four headwaters. Uh, Tigris, Euphrates, Gishon and something else. Four headwaters that give life to the whole earth. And it begins there in Eden. There's a river, a river that flows down and brings life to everywhere. That's this first picture in the Bible of this river flowing and bringing life. And of course, life is at Eden where it all begins. Um, people are kicked out of Eden uh, after the man and the woman sin against God and really they're cut off from that river of life. And then fast forward a long time and you get to the prophet Ezekiel and we covered him last year, we went through the whole book and in Ezekiel chapter 47, Ezekiel has a vision 
of something that will come. And he talks about a, a new temple. Of course, their temple had been destroyed um, by the Babylonians. And he talks about a new temple, but it's not the temple that was built to replace that one because the, the temple that Ezekiel describes is magnificent and in dimensions that, that just weren't there when the replacement temple was built. And particularly because we're told that from the temple flows a river. And this river will flow down and then it will flow down and um, keep going and, and widen out into a bit of a sea. And Ezekiel is told, walk out into that sea and he begins to walk and walk and walk until it's up here and he can't walk any further. And all along the banks of this massive, massive sea are fruit trees that give fruit in every month of the year. This water, this fresh water that flows out from the temple in Ezekiel's vision, it will give life, life to the creation once again. So you've got this vision in Ezekiel and then of course, right at the end of the Bible, we began right at the beginning of the Bible, but then right at the end of the Bible, we have another vision and this time it is of heaven and here is a throne and I'm not gonna draw the one who is meant to be on it because how can you? Okay, but from the throne of God in the new Jerusalem, from under that throne flows a river. And again, that river is the river of life. And there's the tree of life on the banks and these bring healing to the nations. So throughout the Bible, there is this picture of these rivers of life coming from God, bringing life. Now, that's what was, that's what will be, and we think, what about now? What about now? If we were just to rewind three chapters in John's Gospel, Jesus meets a woman, and she is at a well drawing water, trying to draw water, but her life is not great, and she's been pushed aside. And Jesus says to her, will you get me a drink? She says, I can't get, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan, and I'm a woman, we don't normally talk, why are you asking me for a drink? And he says, if you knew who it is that's asking you for a drink, you would ask him and he would give you um, water that wells up to eternal life. Well, the woman doesn't completely understand, but she's interested. And Jesus says, you know, the time is coming, the time has actually now come when True worshippers will worship God in spirit and truth. And what he's talking about, this water that wells up to eternal life, is the spirit of God, the gift of the spirit of God, which comes to all who believe in Jesus. Um, then, of course, as we've heard, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stands up and he says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And um, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this, he meant the spirit. Some people wonder, how, I'm not sure if I have the Holy Spirit. How do you know if you have the spirit of God? 
Well, Jesus said it, didn't he? He said, whoever believes in me. Whoever's thirsty, he says, let him come to me and drink. Uh, It's not like you have to do a separate prayer to the Spirit. God is one. If you want your spiritual thirst to be quenched, you come to Jesus, the Savior, the King, the Messiah, God sent to save you from death and from judgment and from sin, the things that make you spiritually thirsty. And Jesus says, if you come to me and believe in me, then your thirst will be quenched. Streams of living water will flow from within you. Do you have the spirit? Well, do you believe in Jesus? Have you come to him? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hang on, but I don't feel like I'm, you know, this overflowing fountain of the Holy Spirit coming out all the time. (laughs) You don't know me, but I know me. And we all struggle, don't we, with sin, and there are times we feel distant from God. Okay. So here's the thing. When God gives us his Holy Spirit, when you believe in Jesus, he gives you the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. If your mum or dad, kids, have bought a house, or you know someone who has, they had to pay a deposit, and probably they're still paying it off, okay? So they had to put down a deposit, but that meant that their house was theirs, so long as they keep paying it off. When we believe in Jesus, God gives us his spirit as a deposit. Now, we're not full up as we will be on the day of heaven when Christ comes. That's why you can still pray, fill me with your spirit. Okay, but what you have is true. It's real, it's him, it's God. Um, You can draw deeply from the well of God. It's like when you sing the songs, you can sing them with gusto and they mean something. It's not just you enjoy singing, but it echoes with your heart because you know it's true. There's a relationship that's been restored. Uh, You have life in a way that you didn't before when you didn't believe, but it takes that step of turning and believing in Jesus so that you can have life and have the Spirit the Spirit of God. Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, and he's saying it to us now, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And as the scripture says, and we've gone through the examples, streams of living water will flow from within. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty because maybe you're sucking on something that's not gonna satisfy? And we can spend a lot of our life doing it, can't we? And it just makes us more thirsty. Or are you someone, yes, who has come to the source of life, who will give you water to quench your thirst? And you may have tasted, and you may think, I'm still thirsty. Don't worry. He will fill you. He will fill you. 
You, you might be thinking, I'm thirsty because, yes, I know that I'm free from the judgment to come, but I'm still thirsty because I'm dealing with the sin within. Okay. If you're thirsty, come to Jesus and drink. And what he gives you will become a spring welling up to eternal life and flow from within. That's always the encouragement in the Bible, isn't it? If you're struggling with sin, come to Jesus. He will fill you up and help you. If anyone is thirsty, Jesus says, let him come to me and drink. And if he does, as the scripture says, streams of water will flow from within. Father in heaven, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful promise. And Father, as the crowd disputed, as the Pharisees made plots to kill him, as the temple guards came back empty-handed because no one ever spoke with the authority that Jesus does, we recognize him who has the authority, the authority of the Christ, the Messiah sent from God, the authority to give life to where there is death and to quench our thirst where we are otherwise parched. Fill us up that we may have life. In Jesus' name, amen.